in my years of competing, my last year, I had a doctor talk to me and he said, um, why do you eat so much protein? And I said, well, well, doc, I, I got to stay big. got to, you know, hold on to this muscle, put on some more. He said, okay. He said, well, what do you eat? All right, one, two, three, and... All right, so short circuit, a little spinoff of the circuit podcast at which me, Elijah Shaw, because I'm never around, I'm going to do my own little mini podcast, and I decided that I could, since I'm doing a podcast, I could bring my friends up. And so, good morning, this is Elijah Shaw, and this is the short circuit podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Uh, uh, What I want to do is I want to bring someone up that I talk to all the time, either offline or in the NABA Protector app. And inevitably our conversations revolve around health and fitness. So I'd like to introduce LeVar Adams. Uh, He's a CEO of Defense and Logistics, LLC. I'm bringing him up here uh, because I consider him uh, a health and fitness guru. And in fact, we even call him a nerd sometimes, but I think he'll agree with that as as well. So LeVar, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself, sir? Uh, I'm I'm doing really well. So, yeah, Lavar, yeah. um, um, I want to bring you up again because we have these conversations about about fitness either in the app or or in person here. And my first question to you uh, is: On the circuit, we kind of do this do this little introduction every time. So, I got three quick fire questions, and what I like you to do is you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about them, but just give me your answers. First thing that comes to your head, and then we'll jump into the meat of the conversation. Sound good? Cool. All right. So first question is, uh, name one thing that you would change about the industry. Available information. Tell me what you mean. I guess our industry, uh, in my opinion, is still somewhat of a closed industry. Um, You don't have as much or as many resources, you know, until, of course, you came along with a lot of you know, information. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of information out there that you can, you know, grasp or obtain. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, uh, more information for those that are trying to get started in the business. I get that. And now name one thing you love about the industry. One thing I love about the industry, um, the, your ability to help people. I like to help people. Okay. All right. It gives me the ability to help people, whether it's on the protection side or I'm actually giving information to someone. I'm always helping people. I see that. And now the third one, and this one's a little bit out of left field, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to name one person, past or present, living or dead, that you would like or would have liked to have provided protective services to. One person. Yeah, I knew that was a tricky one. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. All right. See, there we go. That's a good one. So what I I plan to do is collect all these answers because I mean we've had everybody from you know Jesus Christ to Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. to you know uh Tony Soprano but um mm-hmm. what I like to do is one day get everybody back and just kind of unpack those answers all right LeVar you know as I mentioned I, I call you the you know the, the fitness and nutrition guru yes. but I should give a backstory to, to to some of our listeners here so okay. you know I, you know how did you get in the profession and specifically, how did you blend that with your, I think it's a passion for, for fitness and nutrition? Um, I started in 96, 97. Um, of course, you know, played sports all through high school, ran mm-hmm. track. Um, I was a, a state champion in wrestling, two-year state champion, um, my junior and senior year. And 
um, football, track, wrestling, and even played golf um, my okay. last year. Just needed something to do. So, um, looking to go to college, I, I wanted to play in the pros, and I guess I wasn't quite, you know, good enough to make it. Um, but my background in bodybuilding uh, was something from my father. My father was actually um, a big time competitor in, in bodybuilding. And I'm following in his footsteps, you know, I went to the local gym in my area to get a job. And the gym of the year was uh, Lee Haney's, Lee Haney's Universal Fitness. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Haney is uh, the world's greatest eight-time uh, Mr. Olympia. Sure. So I worked for him um, and started off uh, just as a, a floor uh, person to kind of help and assist, uh, sign up people for memberships. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started doing personal training. I actually left college. Mother was very upset that I switched from computer engineering, computer science, and I wanted to go into um, um, health and fitness. Um, my first thing was being a physical therapist. I wound up being a physical therapist assistant mm-hmm. um, and a personal trainer. Started my business in Lee Haney's gym as a, a personal trainer, and then I wound up being his operations manager okay. of two locations in Atlanta. So from there. Uh, I started competing. Um, I competed from 97. My last show, I retired in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a top-ranked national competitor, NPC competitor, uh, on my way to receive my IFBB Pro card. And, you know, that's where my story started. Okay. All right. And and with that piece, in terms of the, the physical fitness and, you know, the understanding of anatomy, et cetera, you then made your way into protective services. Yes, I actually was working in the gym, of course, you know, uh, artists and entertainers work out too. And sure. somebody sure. saw me mm-hmm. <laughs> and said, this, this is a, a huge guy. So I, I kind of got in just based on, I guess, uh, my sides, you know, okay. um, someone saw me and wanted me to accompany him on, you know, some frequent uh, performance. And then I, I got asked to, you know, go on tour uh, with an artist. And that was my introductory. So really it was my my look my size because at the time uh the person with the muscle was always the best thing you know sure and of course that you know that's you know not true but um that mm-hmm. was my start and and the industry so it was it was the, the physicality that basically got you into the industry yes and then you know I, i'm sure you hit him with the professionalism etc oh, oh, yes. but yeah. <laughs> but you know one of the things that i know you for is that you know now you know you have your own agency uh, you've been in the business, you know, you work with some great people uh, in terms of other protectors. You know, you came highly recommended by one of my close friends, Mark James. And, but, you know, one of the things I know you for is that you have this, this one, a, a deep understanding of, of the body. Mm-hmm. And you're able to translate that into how protectors can can utilize these things to kind of make them more effective and, and give them more long-term uh, uh, time in the industry. Yes. And so, I mean, was this just a philosophy that you kind of came up with yourself in terms of, Hey, what works for me? Or were you, uh, you know, did you stumble upon this? Tell, tell me what your thought process was. Um, for myself, you know, of course you use yourself um, and, and just, you know, with different clients, I've worked with so many different clients, you know, from, um, the nutritional aspect, um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, working with clients, you know, most clients, they have jobs, you know, they, they got to work. So, you know, just hearing things as far as, well, you know, at my job, I stand a lot, you know, I want to do something to help me, you know, increase, you know, endurance because, sure. you know, if you're standing a lot, you, you need endurance, you know, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, do your job. Um, 
or maybe I sit down at work, you know, all day. I need something to help me because I'm not burning energy. I'm sitting in place. I'm, I'm stagnant. So what are some things I can do? So I, I took, you know, my clients and, you know, with the many people I've worked with over the years and, you know, kind of put it in place for what we do as protectors every day because we sure. stand, mm-hmm. <laughs> we sit, um, we, we move a lot, you know, so everything um, and dealing with clients, I can take a little bit of each client and put into our industry as far as what we do. So that's how I pretty much come up with, you know, right. the, the, the magic, you know. Sure. So, I mean, you know, it goes without saying that physical fitness is important to the EP professional. And I, I do think, and, you know, and, and sometimes I could be critical of the industry as a whole because they pay a lot of lip service to it, you know, and, and you see guys that say that, but, you know, can they run up a flight of stairs? You know, can, you know, can, you know, can they, 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 they carry the luggage from the car without getting winded or heaven forbid, can they stop an attack? And yeah. the things they say out of their mouth combined with, except with the reality of the physicality, sometimes they tell a different story. Yeah. So, so we know it's important. I think everyone would agree, but, but my question is, you know, you know, in life, particularly if you're busy mm-hmm. or if you're not, uh, bad habits kind of creep in. And when we first started in the industry, you know, which we're, we're, we're trying to maximize ourselves for the jobs or the opportunities, you know, much like those in law enforcement get into the police academy or those that are going through boot camp, right? They, they're, they're going through this process. But then once we've, we've quote unquote made it or we're inside or we have the job, sometimes those disciplines start to kind of erode. And I, and I know one of the, the biggest excuses is, I just don't have the time. You know, what do you say to that? How do you, what's the counter for that? Oh man, that, I, I hate to say it a lot, but that kind of sounds like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get I, it. I just, I, I just think I, I see the analogy. The time no more. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you love your job and you know, you, you gotta, there, there's always somebody out there that may be able to do things a little bit better, a little bit longer, you know, I just, I don't want to be shined by anybody. So I'm constantly, at the end of the day, you have to, you know what, my feet hurt real bad and my back is killing me. What can I do to kind of change some things? Mm-hmm. Is it me? Can I drop some weight? Um, that, you know, maybe my, 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 I'm flat. So that has a lot to do with, you know, uh, my stability, my, my balance and, you know, my whole makeup as far as my, uh, my structure. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking at myself or in speaking with other people within the industry. Um, mm-hmm. I, I look at some of the things that, you know, may hinder them and how they may want to make some changes to give them, you know, just an overall better feel when they're working. Um, and I, I guess that's what I take, you know, and I'm, I, another thing, um, I guess for me, you know, I think we all have things that we do outside of the job, you know, uh, whether it's a hobby, whether it's something we do for fun, um, mm-hmm. For me, this has always been a passion. And for me, it's almost like a sickness. I'm not having an addiction to just trying to find something new, trying to, sure. you know, help myself and help others. So, you know, it's just always, so I'm always reading a book. I think I, um, I've picked up a concept, you know, from one of the uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates say, I, I, I want to get to reading 20 to 50 books a year. So mm. my thing is I'm constantly in a book I'm reading. And then mm. I take the knowledge, what I've gained, you know, gained from that day, that week, and I'm applying it to either myself or, you know, people within the industry or still my clients who are still trying. So. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I can attest to that. I know you're always throwing something in the, in the protector app. And yeah. it, it's funny because, you know, you'll drop a link and mm-hmm. because 
you're dropping that link. I want to click on it because I want to, you know, I want to, I want to see whatever this technique is or this, yeah. this school of thought is that someone's talking about. And, you know, you know, one of the things that, and, and Mark Six James and myself have talked about it as it relates to you, you know, you, like you mentioned, you used to be a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and at some point, so, so you, you change your muscle composition, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and then, and then tweaked it again. Is that right? To kind of make, you know, make it more geared towards this industry where you want it to be yes. functionally uh-huh. fit. Am I saying this right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, I mean, that, that takes um, discipline, right? So that's when people say they don't have time. Well, is it that you don't have time or you don't have discipline? Well, you are the business, you know, if you can't work, you know, that, that kind of, <laughs> so you, you got to make the necessary changes in order to stay, you know, up with the business. The business can change. Your client can change. And, you know, maybe the client want to work out. Maybe, maybe the client have goals. Your goals, you know, somewhat become uh, uh, their goals become sure. your goal because they sure. start running. You yeah. got to make sure you're able to keep up with your client. So um, I know for me, I was extremely heavy with a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. So um, those long standing days being, you know, five eleven at two sixty five, that, that oh, wasn't wow. cutting it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Um, and then trying to fit in suits, um, I couldn't fit a suit. So you know, for me, you know, just a nice, well, you know, suit. Um, I had to get that made, and that cost. And then right. you have clients that they don't want the big body anymore. They want you to be able to blend with everybody. So hmm. I, I could no longer look like the, you know, the 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 sort. I couldn't be the one sticking out. You know, sure. where, up, well, that's the protector right there. So close by must be the client so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i had to look at things differently and start looking within the industry uh as i learned and grew and start to change my own self um uh, to, to fit you know the profile of a client mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting because you know there is a school of thought like you said which actually got you into the industry which is as bigger is better you know I, yeah. I i need a quote-unquote bodyguard so i'm gonna look for the biggest guy on the block but mm-hmm. you who's somebody who was the biggest guy on the block then sat back and reflected and said, okay, well, you know, you know, how do I increase my effectiveness one in the field, but also to open myself up for the maximum amount of opportunities. So, you know, I think that was real strategic and, uh, and I, and I commend that. So, so that was the physical piece, but I, I do know, again, listening to you and, and, and reading some of the things that you, that you post about that, that you also pay particular interest to, the, the mental side of this as well, right? We talk about physical fitness, but that, that mental fitness is also a thing. Can you speak to that? Um, I, I think that there's an old saying, uh, um, let me see if I can remember it correctly. A good tree can't bear bad fruit. You okay. know? So if, if, if you, as the, the chassis is not right, you know, really it would make a difference what you put in it. If you got a lot of, <laughs> you know, bad stuff mentally and emotionally and even spiritually going on so mm-hmm. um you know one of my models is peace and love you know i try to, to reflect on all things that you know give me peace because i know you know mentally i, I have to mentally spiritually there has to be a balance um mm. and that also you know transitions when it comes to working with the client because uh they, 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 you know, how you speak with them, how you speak to them, how you speak to others, you know, you, you'll be surprised. They listen to when you speak to someone, you know, are you courteous? Are you nice? Sure. Um, and I think that peace and balance, you know, helps reflect, you know, the inner parts of you that comes out when you're around a client or you, you may be around uh, people within the inner workings of that client. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, one of the things that I've always been looked at, you know, he's, he's a very nice guy, very pleasant, you know, he, 
you know, he, he, he speak well manner, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's one of my big staples when it comes to obtaining clients, you know, as far as the length, uh, help, even with Mark James, you know, it's one of the things I've always, you know, um, pushed is, is mm-hmm. just, you know, just be nice. And you can't be nice if, you know, you're not right. nice to yourself and the things that you surround yourself with are, are, are nice things. So. I, I think some might find it interesting that, you know, uh, that your motto, one of your mottos is, is peace and love, because, mm-hmm. you know, so many think of our profession as aggressive and alpha and, you know, kill them all, let God sort them out, you know, uh, but, 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 but here you are, you know, someone who's, who's doing the work in the industry, um, but you've got a slightly different perspective, yeah. but I think it's one that's, you know, like you said, that, that you've become known for that help that's helped you with your clients, that's helped you interact with other protectors, and, and you've gained mm-hmm. a lot of respect for that. Well, I think you can solve a lot of problems, and I, I think that's even a part of the verb of judo. Um, you can communicate sometime sure. without talking, just your body language, how you position yourself, maybe a smile. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if you approach a situation or a person and they can read your body language, you know, mm-hmm. then they're automatically going to get defensive before you even open your mouth. So, you sure. know, there, there's a, a strategy to, you know, just being nice, you know, it can help in, you know, so many different ways. So, absolutely. Um, and if it needs to go that way, you know, hopefully, you know, in this profession, you never have to, but right. um, the element of surprise is always nice too, you know. Right. So you, you, you've got that skill set too, is what you say, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know it's coming, you know, um, the, you get the smile, but, you know, what you may get, you know, along with that, you know, right. you, you might not like, but you're not, you, you can't guard yourself to it. I know it's coming simply because I approach you being nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, Mark calls that YouTube friendly. You know, yes, yes. So he, mm-hmm. as they pick themselves <laughs> off the floor. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so, so that makes sense, and which will take me to my third part, you know, which is the nutrition piece. So, you know, we've got the, the you know, the physical fitness and we've got the, the you know, the mental fitness and, and, and you know, incorporating the, the right mindset here. But I think protectors too often neglect the nutrition piece. Mm-hmm. And Again, there's a fallback, which is, you know, we've got a busy lifestyle. We're always on the go, particularly those road warriors that spend a lot of time on planes. And that's one of the first things to kind of drop off. So they might hit the gym quite a bit, you know, or, uh-huh. you know, lift, lift some weights, push some iron. But at the same time, they spend their times at McDonald's or Taco Bell and, you know, whatever is convenient. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that's almost like uh, you, you got a real nice car. You, you got your uh, CA Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, you put bad fuel, you, you get the cheapest oil and the cheapest gas, <laughs> you know, your car is not going to run too well for too long. So, sure. um, that's pretty much the same concept that I use. And in this industry, what I've noticed because at time you're constantly on the go, you, you find yourself picking stuff, um, those quick items, fast items, right. uh, because you're limited with time and your availability to actually sit down and have a good meal. So, mm-hmm. um, I actually put up a video this morning, so maybe you and everybody else want to check it out. It's strictly talking about sugars. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most addictive properties known to man, sugars. Mm-hmm. So given the actual breakdown, um, some of the things that we may grab a hold to when we're on the go. So mm-hmm. um, nutrition is a very special thing of mine. Uh, I, I try not to get too deep. Um, I guess the biggest thing is uh, what we eat. Um, Sometimes we can call it dead food. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes we're hungry. And, and being hungry, uh, you will continue to eat as long as you're giving yourself dead calories. 
So mm. if you have something that really doesn't have nutritional value, um, you're not filling the cells, which means you're going to continue to eat. You're going to continue to crave. Once you give yourself uh, good, clean food that actually has nutrients, um, mm-hmm. your, your body is uh, fulfilled. So therefore the cravings of the hungers um, will stop. So that's, you know, so, okay. Like so, to- so if I'm, if I'm relating this, I mean to cut you, but if I'm relating mm-hmm. this to, you know, our role as protectors, us out in the field, you know, we, we, we've spent a long day operationally and now we have, you know, a couple minutes to, to grab, grab a bite. You're saying it's not just, you know, whatever's close by eating it until you're not hungry anymore. Right. Is it, you know, I mean, you're saying that you have to, I have to be selective of what that is because if not, you're kind of getting stuck on this, this loop where you're hungry again and you have to eat more. Am I, am I getting that right? I'm just trying to make sure I understand. That's correct. If, if I meet something that the body can't really obtain any nutrients from, you're going to continue to be hungry because the cells are not filled. Mm. So if I'm getting, you know, a, and, and for some people, you know, this, if I get a bar, let's say a, a, maybe something quick and fast, it could be a Snickers bar, even a protein bar. Um, it's, you may have limited benefit mm-hmm. versus if I get this apple, you know, this apple is, I'm going to get a hundred percent of the benefit of this raw apple because it's, 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 it's it has the nutrients to give me everything I need. So protein bar, apple. Hey, brother, I, I know you got a couple people scratching their heads here. You know, they used to just the apple, you know. It. Huh? So you, you got to think. This is something I, I've all, and, and this is, you know, it's to each his own. Um, in my years of competing, my last year, I had a doctor talk to me. And he said, um, why do you eat so much protein? And I mm-hmm. said, well, well, doc, I, I got to stay big. Got to, you know, hold on to this muscle, put on some more. He said, okay. He said, well, what do you eat? I said, well, you know, chicken, fish, steak, you know, some egg, egg whites. He said, well, let's, let's take the steak. He said, well, a cow or a bull is much bigger than you'll ever be. I said, you're correct. You're right. Mm-hmm. He said, why don't you just eat what the cow eat? Um, I got puzzled. And, well, damn, they don't eat protein. He said, exactly. They don't eat protein. <laughs> they eat grass. Mm. Mm. So, you know, he got me to look at and you say, well, look at most of your animals from a gorilla to hippopotamus, you know, a lot of land animals that will always be bigger than a human and put on more muscle than you can ever. Mm. They don't take in protein. Mm. They, you know, for, for what we call the garden, the garden of the earth. So okay. what he sat me down and explained to me is raw food has certain enzymes that actually will make muscle grow even faster than protein. And then he told me, he said, you really don't like protein. Well, doc, I don't understand. I do like protein. I eat a lot of it. He said, well, do you eat it like a carnivore? Do you eat it wet, raw? You ever had some chicken or steak raw with no seasoning? I said, well, no, doc. He said, what do you put on it? I said, well, what do you mean? He said, what do you put on your meat? He said, don't you still go back and put those same greens and vegetables? that?" And I said, you know what? You're right. Onions or peppers or mm-hmm. so. Um, I guess my biggest thing is, you know, I'm always take somebody's knowledge and apply it to myself. And lo sure. and behold, I slowly start cutting meats. And it wasn't because I was, I got tired of eating meats. I've been competing for so long and I had, right. meat, you know, at one point two to three pounds of beef a day. Mm. Um, my, my body just got tired of this digested meat. So let me just try it. Plus, okay. you know, I, I had, you know, helping people, you know, I wanted to actually, you know, kind of live a life of what they did. You know, I have a client that couldn't process uh, meat due to uh, not having a gallbladder. And mm. when you don't have a gallbladder, you can't break down fat. 
Okay. So um, when I actually slowly cut it, I actually enjoyed it. My body enjoyed it. A lot of meats, which people don't know at the time, can create a lot of inflammation and trying to break it down. Um, and then it can, you know, it, it, it can be a little cumbersome on your digestive system. If you're young, you can digest food real good. Mm. As you age, your body doesn't have the enzymes in the gut to help break down those items. And the older we get, the harder it gets to break down, you know, these food items. So I'm, I'm not the youngest, you know, person, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it becomes a little hard. So Got it. Uh, I like to eat more raw food now. Okay. So, cause that's, and I was going to take him to my last question on, on the topic, which is, you know, is this something that, you know, you consider the proper or the ideal diet for protective? Um, I wouldn't say an ideal diet. What I had to stop doing, especially with clients is, well, here, there's a diet, eat like this. Mm. What I learned over my years is everybody is unique, almost like a fingerprint. Um, I got away from giving someone a diet. So Elijah, this is going to be your diet. This is how I want you to eat because it might not work for you. Sure. What I had to do in hand is I had to turn around and, and watch people's diet uh, based on how they ate. We, you know, develop a food journal and see the reaction that you, you got from what you ate, you know, week to week, month to month. When we didn't see any results in the mirror or on your scale, you know, we'll start to tweak and change some things, you know, with your meal plan. And normally I have a client, what do you want to eat? Okay, well, pick what you want to eat and let's see how your body reacts to it. Mm. Let's do pictures. Let's let's do, you know, the, the numbers on the scale, which I, I kind of get away from. If you look good, you feel good, you like how you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are a little bit more advanced, I want to see abs. Well, you know, a key point when you can see abs and you know you're in shape, you know, if that's your goal. But mm-hmm. I know for me, that's it. When I can't see abs, then I call myself out of shape. So now that's okay. that's one of the things I need for myself as a marker. Got it. So my takeaway from that is, as it relates to us in protective services, just how we do the research on where we're taking a client and doing the events and, you know, what this particular VIP is like and, you know, what these particular threats that might we that we might encounter, how to how to uh, how to deal with those. We should be doing this research into our nutrition, the things that we put into our body, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and in order to optimize ourselves so that we're effective in our job because if not it's again it's, it's a bit of marketing hype mm-hmm. um for example when we're talking about protein and any other foods a lot of time depending on the heat that you put to the food or the protein shakes or bars once you add that element of heat it kills a lot of the nutrients that's supposed to be in the food so really how much of the nutrients or protein are you getting from this food item mm-hmm. so we, we most definitely have to do our research and know what we're eating now, me being in the bodybuilding industry, I work with a lot of supplement companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just in doing my own research, you know, a lot of supplement companies, you know, you got some that do work and you got a lot that don't work. So mm-hmm. am I giving myself actual calories? Is it dead food? Uh, for myself, I, I can, you know, always use myself and some clients. Always got the best results eating clean, you know, clean, uncooked food or lightly steamed. And that's mm-hmm. what gave me my best results. So mm-hmm. if I can get my hands on a salad with some greenery, maybe some, you know, some, some tomatoes and carrots, and those things would work for me better and give me more energy versus me picking something up that's packaged and, and, and wrapped or it's processed, processed sure. in the body. It, it, it takes a little more for me to digest that. Now, here's the thing for me. If I can break it down quickly with no problem, because most raw food breaks itself down, mm-hmm. it goes bad. Same thing it does in your system. Um, at times, if I'm eating something, depending on what it is, and it's hard to break down, 
Now I'm having issues to where I constantly you know, may have an upset stomach. I got to go to the bathroom, which separates me from the client. And that's just for me. So um, if I'm on the go on the road, I like to make sure I eat things that's still going to give me energy, but keep me in play. And it's not going to pull me away from the client. Mm. I like that. I, 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 I think your philosophy makes sense, particularly because you allow or your recommendation is people to do what works for them. But mm-hmm. if, if something's not working for you, figure out and make the adjustment. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't because I think too often, thing. yeah, people keep doing the same thing, yeah. right? Do the same thing, get the same results. So if you ain't getting no results and you've been eating the same diet for five months to five years, hey, in, in there somewhere, you look at yourself, should I look the same? Make some changes. Mm. I love it, brother. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm glad we got a chance to, 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 to chop it off on this. I know, you know, you continue to give, you know, great takeaways, you know, in, in the NABA Protector app. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I don't remember if it was in the app or on a call. No, it was on a call. And we talked about, it, you know, I do a lot of supplements and, and I, I do protein shakes. And I remember you, you told a story about you consuming quite a bit of protein shakes and, and your wife got tired of uh, cleaning out those, uh, those containers or those mixes. Right. (laughs) But, but one of the things you said was you, you said, you know, once you started cleaning them out, you realized all the gunk that was stuck to the side of, you know, the the, the side of the blender. And that's something that, that I realized, but you know, what did you say after that though? Well, I, I don't remember all of the comments as far as what I said, but that's something I use often as far as, you know, um, protein shakes. And you look at, you know, it's, it's just like if you've ever done some plumbing and you take a pipe apart and you see all the stuff that's caught around the pipe, you know, mm-hmm. it can cause, it, it can wreak havoc on, havoc on your system when it comes to you digesting food and being able to work things through your system as far as you've been able to process breakdown. Um, so that's one of the reasons I, I stopped doing protein shakes up. I just, I, I get it from my, my food, let my food yeah. be my source. So. Yeah. And, and you, and you said, you know, pretty much that, and that was a, a big takeaway and I, you know, again, using a plumbing analogy and I thought about it particularly because, you know, daily I'm cleaning out that blender and, yeah. and, it, and it made a lot of sense. So I say that all to say is that, you know, uh, again, there's a reason I, I kind of call you the, 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 the fitness and nutrition guru um, Thank you for and, uh, and, and I, and I appreciate your contributions to the industry and just sharing some things that you've learned and, you know, things that, that you've experienced, because I, I think that's the best way in terms of, you know, I call it real world versus sex book, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you can say, Hey, I've, I've done this. I've, you know, I, I've been in these, I, I've been in these situations or I've tried these techniques, but I could also articulate what works and what doesn't for me, but I could kind of tell you why it may or may not work for you. So, LeVar, thank you much for your time, brother, and I'll catch up with you real soon. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.